0: Welcome to the Frau Wyss podcast, where we have conversations with Black women in tech from around the world and share their inspirational stories. I'm Naya Moss, your host and CEO of the Frau Wyss community. At Frau Wies, our mission is to provide a community and means of support for Black women in tech. Whether you have worked in tech for 30 years or 10 years, a black woman or an ally, this podcast is truthful, positive, unapologetic, and made just for you.
1: Izzy, thank you so much for coming on the Proud Beats, uh podcast. I'm—I was like—I'm so excited to have you on. Oh,
2: um, wow. <laughs> I'm excited to be on.
1: Yeah, I—I I follow you on Twitter, and yeah, I really love the work that you're doing. How open um, you are on the internet and like unapologetic, <laughs> by the way. Um, yeah, so please um, tell everyone about yourself.
2: All right, I'm Izzy. That's actually what I prefer to be called. I am isvix on Twitter and you know it's always so hard talking about myself because I don't know I never find myself to be that interesting but people want to know about me so I guess I kind of (laughs) am. I have been working in information security for seven years now and it's mostly been in the compliance space Mm -hmm. and I Started off my career working for a large international bank. They have locations in, I think, like 120 countries, last time I checked. Um, Yeah, so my background is mostly fintech. I have done also some government work, doing some cybersecurity work there. And now I currently work for a cyber research development company. And I also have my own consulting firm. woo (laughs) So... <laughs> it's called Vic Cyber. I focus on helping small to medium and startup companies get their footing in cybersecurity. So, understanding what industry they're in in terms of um, what cybersecurity compliances they need to look at, their policies and procedures they may need to develop, just having them maneuver or helping them to maneuver how to get through their cyber landscape. That's actually one of my that's actually my catchphrase maneuvering through your cyber landscape
1: <laughs> yeah wait what's the name oh big cyber. big cyber i didn't realize that 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 was your uh firm i thought i thought it was maybe a, a company that you uh worked for i didn't know that 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 was oh, that's yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> thank you um yeah that's my company i have been consulting for a little while now um it seems like Feels like forever, but it's been about six months. Mm -hmm. I have a few clients that I've been working with. So, really trying to get some traction out there, get myself out there. Um, And I'm really happy because I also got a government SAM cage number. So, I'm going to start seeing if I can. (laughs) I've been working. I've been working. (laughs) I'm trying to get some contracting under my belt for the government side as well. So, yeah, that's me in a nutshell, I guess.
1: That is so cool. And um, where, where
2: where do you live right now? And where are you from? So I live in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Atlanta. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm from Florida. So okay. basically, <laughs> everyone always asks me this question, and it's kind of hard to to explain it. But although I always say I'm from Florida, I was born in the Bahamas to Haitian parents. So that's actually something that's really important for me to also point out yeah. that. Um, I'm a Floridian because that's where I live most of my life. But culturally speaking, I'm Haitian.
1: Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. So I like how like you, like you are everything all at once. Like, you're, <laughs> But like you also rep Florida and you also rep uh, Georgia. It's pretty cool. I've never rep Georgia. Like, OK, so my my grandmother is from, uh, is from Augusta, Georgia, what? but I've been here like twice in my life. So I don't really rep it, but pretty much like me and my sister are the only ones born in the north and the whole rest of my family was born in the south. Um, so I don't really rep it, but like people tell me I have a like southern accent
2: sometimes. I don't hear it. I don't know what they're hearing. Yeah, who knows? So I, I mean, I,
1: you know, maybe it's because like growing up with my grandmother. I don't know. Um, but yeah, cool. Um, and so like how did you get started in tech and, and, and how did you
2: end up? Uh, like starting your own firm as well. So this story is always interesting because no one ever expects me to say it was by accident, but it kind of was by accident. I was working in a company that I really hated. <laughs> I was basically working with annuities at a, a, a small ish they called themselves the largest company off of Wall Street, which didn't really make any sense because they were really a small company. Yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a marketing play. So um, I was doing like annuity work. I was transferring registrations of annuities and I hated this job. Like I hated it so much. I actually wanted to um, work in IT. I wanted to do IT auditing when I first uh, finished college and I had an internship for me to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But it didn't work out to where I actually would be able to transition into that role. And so I, being stubborn, I was like, I'm just going to find a full-time job because I could have just stayed an intern for as however long it would have taken for them to get the budgeting to hire me full-time. And in hindsight, I probably should have just stayed there because it was an overall better position. I was going to be doing a lot more work, but had I stayed there, I don't think I would have ended up in cybersecurity now. Mm -hmm. So Because I hated my job, I put my resume out on Monster, and I was contacted by a recruiter, and he was trying to explain to me how they were looking for someone with my background, and I was just like, background, what are you talking about? Like, I only have, like, six months of experience. (laughs) I did have some really cool um, internships that I did throughout college. I did three total internships, which was, I think, amazing that I was able to find three paid internships every year. So, you know, I always had a little bit of change in my pocket because of that. Um, And so he was, the recruiter was telling me that they were looking for somebody to do cybersecurity. And I was like, well, what is cybersecurity? Like, I've never heard of it. It was not a thing for me. And no one that I had known in IT had heard of it either that were recent grads. Mm -hmm. So I did the interview with the recruiter. He passed me on to the CISO at the time interviewed with him and he just kind of gave me the opportunity to just come in and that's really how my career started like it turned out it was in the information security department for the large bank that I told you about earlier and I just kind of stayed in the field since wow.
1: yeah so okay so before how did you get into IT uh, was it through school or did someone ing- No,
2: that was my first introduction to IT was what? Yeah, me wanting to leave my job, and then somebody just decided to give me a chance, and they hired me. Wait. So I literally had to learn on the job.
1: <laughs> Wait,
2: what? <laughs> yeah, I know, like, my background was finance. Like, I got a, I have a bachelor's degree in finance and another one in business management. So I had, outside of the, you know, basic mm-hmm. educational, what is that, the, the comp, the Comp 2000 class that you take when you're doing your general studies. Outside of that, I had no background in IT at all. So those first two years, I had to teach myself a lot. (laughs) I became a sponge. I reached out to several of the um, team members that I was working with, like, hey, can I shadow you? Can you talk to me about this? What does it mean when this happens? And from there, I learned so much about technology and about cybersecurity. Um, a lot of technology or a lot of cybersecurity related uh, fundamentals are about networking. So I learned a lot about networking there. I learned about the CIA triad. And it was just, I think that was probably the best time in my life because I had just graduated college. I was still in the learning mode and I was able to learn on the job and have people that were willing to teach me. So it was just like the perfect combination for me to just pick up everything and just kind of run with it.
1: Yeah, like you see, my mouth is open, right? (laughs) Yeah. So when you had said that he said uh, you uh, your your previous experience was a fit, I thought like, okay, maybe she did some like help desk support. Wait, like you came from finance, and this guy is like, hey, you're an awesome fit for this role that you've
2: never done before. (laughs) So (laughs) you love to do it. The interesting part about it is like the internship that I was doing at that company, it was an audit internship and I did one IT audit rotation. So basically I did one IT audit and I was just like, "Uh, that's all the background that I had. But I think he was mostly looking at it from the standpoint of um, I was doing a lot of internships in financial services, and so he was just like, oh, "Okay, maybe."
1: Okay, I yeah,
2: I think that's what it was because, like, all of my internships were with some major company. Like, I, I interned with Coca-Cola, T. Rowe Price, and then um, who else did I intern with? The other company I won't name because I ended up working for them. <laughs> so <laughs> we're just gonna leave them completely blank. Yeah. It's like a blank space in my memory where it didn't happen. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, wow, okay, so then, yeah, then you were self-taught in, in cybersecurity and IT, and I mean, you really took, like, you took the steps that you needed to take to teach yourself and to advance, um, you know, from, from following you, I mean, because you're also so well-versed in, in, in IT, you're well-versed in security, I just assumed that you went to college or a boot camp or something, I mean, it, it, like you definitely know a lot I'm really impressed I'm like how how did she do it um, like that. this is this is really cool and I'm so glad I got to like interview you to you know p- find this out about you that's that's really really cool well I'm really glad that he encouraged you to go into this job yeah. um and you know and that you are now another black woman uh in in, in tech and you're opening the, the door for other people um I wanted to ask, uh, what is your
2: morning routine before work? Oh, my gosh. So I'm not a morning person. I'm just going to start by saying that. And, you know, I always read these tweets about how, you know, the most productive time is, like, in the morning. For me, that's complete BS. Like, my most productive time is, like, between 8 p.m. and 12 Mm a.m. I am 100% a night owl, and I don't... I don't really function well in the morning so my morning routine is me setting my alarm for 7 30 in the morning and then not waking up until eight (laughs) i snooze for 30 minutes and that's literally a part of what i do like i try to wake up earlier it just doesn't work for me um and then i go through my my shower i actually i brush my teeth before my shower and then I shower and then I floss after my shower. I, that's so weird.
1: I'm actually someone that I like to eat first and then brush my teeth. Cause I feel like you're just going to put more dirt back on. So, okay. that's Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually don't eat breakfast until maybe like 10, 30, 11. So it's really like a late lunch. It's really more like brunch. Um, but after I, I get out the shower, I do my three-step system. Where I wash my face. I do my cleanser, my moisturizer, and then I do sunscreen. And then I do my moisturizer again. <laughs> and then I put on my face. So like, and then I do my hair. Sometimes yeah. I feel a little, little like, you know, it's not much hair, but <laughs> if I'm feeling jazzy, I'll do my hair before I do my face and like my face is just drying out. It just depends on how I feel honestly um, but my routine is pretty just mostly like me just having a moment with myself getting myself clean because like i don't I can't do much if I don't feel clean. I know it sounds weird, but
1: no no, no. <laughs> it, it's you know it, it it sets the the tone for your morning it wakes you up yep. um so everything that you just mentioned too it kind of goes into um, self care and self awareness um, yep. In our last two newsletters, um, we talked about this, and it was actually the most open uh, newsletters that we've ever had, those two. And not only were they the most open, like, like it had the most clicks, everything. Um, So obviously, it's something that Black women are into um, in tech, and it's something that we realize we must do. Um, So... I mean like I said this earlier, but I want everyone else to hear it. Your skin is amazing. <laughs> um, so what is your self-care routine and how do you also stay self-aware? Because working in tech can be difficult at times.
2: Yeah. So I guess my um self-aware would probably be the quickest answer to give you. So, you know, I have my moments where I'm like doubting myself or you know, I'm just going to be honest and say I can get judgmental sometimes. But like, I have friends that will keep me grounded, like, hold up. No, girl, this is not it. Like, pump the brakes. One of my accountability, I guess I can call her like accountability partner is one of my good friends. Her name is M. Dottie on um, Twitter. She is in software development. She's a software engineer. She definitely will be like, you are super judgy. And I'm like, oh, you're so right. I am. <laughs> 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 I'm working on it. That's another thing I'm working on for the, for, you know, for the rest of 2019. But yeah. just having people that are ju- that'll just like pull you to the side and just be like, you know what? This is not it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But be, also being able to receive that sometimes is really important. So my self-awareness comes from, you know, sometimes I'll go back and look at my old tweets. And I'm like, ooh, that sounds crazy. And I'll just like delete it Or if I've done something wrong, I have friends, like I'm blessed to have friends that are willing to correct me. And I think a lot of people need to have that because sometimes you're doing things that you really don't know that you're doing them um, until somebody points it out. And so having people that you're comfortable with hearing, hey, you know, you really need to pull it back and being able to receive that as a person who is open to criticism is very important. So I, I recommend that everyone get some friends that they can, you know, just be blatantly honest with Mm -hmm. so for my self-care now that is a that's a long list honey (laughs) 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 yeah I made a decision a long time ago that I am going to always do things physically to make myself happy Mm -hmm. whether it's getting my nails done like I don't really miss a nail appointment and that's one of the things that I do that kind of keeps me feeling feminine but also very empowered I, you know, sometimes get massages, I get chemical peels. That's, that's the number one thing I do for my skin these days is I would get that chemical peel, honey.
0: <laughs>
2: and and hi, it's been working for her. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's been working. Um, You know, just doing things to kind of keep my sanity, right? There'll be days where, and some people will say this is unhealthy, but I think this is actually very healthy for me, where I just won't leave the house and I'll just be at home meditating or I'll journal sometimes, or I'll just find something that I enjoy doing and just do that. And sometimes just taking a break from the world, from technology, from people is very cleansing. So I take cleanses, I guess you can call them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with staying home. I've actually been home for like three days now working on a project.
2: <laughs> I love being at home.
1: There is, there is nothing wrong. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm all about that. Um, So no judgment there at all i'm I'm totally with you um how do you feel that being self-aware and um and taking and doing self-care uh has an effect on your career
2: so in terms of self-awareness one thing i learned is that the more self-aware i became the more i understood how politics plays a role in technology Mm -hmm. and i know that sounds really interesting but you know, I'm very comfortable with who I am. I'm very comfortable in my skin. I'm one of those people that I will wear a pro-black shirt to work, Mm -hmm. no matter how it makes everybody else feel. Because that's not, like, you are being uncomfortable with me promoting my blackness is not my issue. As long as it's not offensive, as as long as it's not inappropriate, it doesn't promote violence, that shouldn't be an issue. But one thing I noticed is, like, me, like, really being, or I guess sitting in my blackness kind of, showed me how uncomfortable other people become when you are pro-Black, you know, like I used to go to work with different hairstyles when, before I cut my hair off, I had, I had, you know, rope twists. I had other kinds of twists. I had box braids. And then I would just notice the stares and it's just like, yep, I did a hair flip because I'm rocking my Black hairstyles. Yeah. And you have to deal with it. You know, this is what you get when you have Black people that work for you. So, yeah,
1: definitely.
2: Um, but being part of being self-aware is also recognizing how you are perceived and how people uh, feel when you walk into a room. Mm-hmm. You know, self-awareness kind of lets you be more aware of how other people perceive you. So I think once I became more self-aware, and some of the things that I was doing and some of the things I started doing on purpose I just started kind of connecting those dots with the people that maybe don't accept me or do accept me and just kind of you know put them in boxes and gauge them accordingly.
1: Yeah nice um, and what do you love most about working in, in uh, security?
2: Ooh, so I have always been one of those kids that like puzzles that like like to ask a lot of questions Mm -hmm. and security kind of helps me do that right you know no one person ever has all the answers you will never have all the answers in security if you do you are not being challenged or you are lying to yourself (laughs) yeah (laughs) let's just be honest and it's it's it changes so often it's ever evolving so it's like if you are a person that's curious this is the perfect field for you because there's always something new to research there's always something new to learn Mm -hmm. and I am never really bored with security itself. I may be bored with my position because if there's no growth there, then it's just like, okay, whatever. But I feel like I have career ADD where it's like, I want to I want to learn everything because I'm a lifetime learner. Mm-hmm. I have come to terms with that. And if you're not a lifetime learner, do not get into security. I'm just going to tell you now. Or technology, really, honestly, because- Tech, yeah. Yeah. Tech changes so often like I feel like every year something new comes out that you have to learn how to use or learn how to integrate into your regular life. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um and what challenges have you had um in working in security but also at, like as a black woman?
2: So, some of the challenges that I have seen and still see to this day are just fighting to have your voice heard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 2019 and we have been screaming about diversity and inclusion for what seems like two, three years now. Mm -hmm. And we're still having issues where people still don't include the black voice Mm -hmm. and they still don't want to hear from black women. And so I still have those experiences. I still have people that, you know, undervalue my opinion because it's coming from me. Mm -hmm. And so the way to kind of work through that, sometimes you have to, like you have to take it personal, but not let it affect you to the point where you are no longer being professional. Because I mean, regardless of what people say, it is an attack on who you are, because I can't change being black or being a woman. Well, I guess I could change being a woman if I end up deciding, you know, anyway, that's a whole other topic for another day. <laughs> but, you know, those are not things that I want to change. And so at the end of the day, it's kind of like, you have to put that aside and determine that it's their issue. It's not yours. And you can only control the things that you can control and you can only be the best that you can be. And at the end of the day, as long as you are proud of the work that you do and you're proud of the person that you, you are, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think anyone can look you up and see that's a true testament to like, <laughs> who you are like, you just, you don't care. And I, I, I mean, and that's, like, I think that's attitude we need to have, honestly. Um, just be be more open and not care about what people think about us or, or, or what they say just simply because we're different in cultural or race or skin color or whatever, um, or gender. Um, so yeah, so, okay, so definitely as a, as a Black woman, you go through challenges, but what keeps you motivated to keep working in tech?
2: Um, okay, so I have like a really deep answer and I have like a shallow answer. (laughs) I'll I'll start (laughs) (laughs) with start with a shallow answer because money, like (laughs) let's be honest. (laughs) 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 Let's be honest. Like I I really hate when people are not being authentic about tech does pay well and not everyone is noble or wants to do positions that don't pay well. Mm -hmm. I'll just be honest and say hey you know I think being a teacher is a great profession but I don't like kids that much and I also feel like I don't want to be underpaid and although I can support my brothers and sisters that want to teach that's not my ministry <laughs> <laughs> um but to be more on like the you know the I guess the deeper side of, of the house is I really do like technology and I think that um technology whether you like it or not is going to play a role in all of our lives it's going to shape our futures it's already shaping our futures yeah. you know kids do not interact the same way that you know that that we did and i don't think we're that much older than the generation behind us but it seems like you know everywhere we look technology is impacting every single aspect of our lives from healthcare to you know personal lives to even people turning themselves into cyborgs by option and so it's like when you start looking at that you you kind of want to get on board and be part of the trend and learn about it before you get left behind because you can get left behind no matter what age you are so i think being part of security and liking to solve puzzles and understanding that with new innovations in this field there's always going to be new challenges i think i'll never not have a job like i know that sounds crazy but I don't feel like I'll ever be unemployed in security. Not saying that, you know, I can't give fired, but meaning that there will always be jobs out there that I can apply to mm-hmm. because of my skill set. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, and yeah, I, I think that that's, that's definitely true. Um, like, I mean, like, if you look at most uh, startups that are between, like, 100 to 300 people, like, once they reach 100, they always realize, like, oh, we need someone to... To do um, security, um, yeah, and like, I, like, especially now with all of, uh, with all of these attacks, like, actually, I have a friend right now. He works for a company that I, I can't name, but they're 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 small in numbers, but large in terms of like everyone uses their software mm-hmm. and don't have a security person. Um, yeah, but that's he, always the case, <laughs> and exactly, and he's in DevOps, and he started working there like not too long ago and he's like we are always having attacks like what were they doing prior to me working here when no. and, <laughs> yeah and, and, and like by the way this is like i mean it, it's totally a platform that you would never think anyone would try to even attack um yeah he said literally like they like he's constantly fighting off attacks all the time um and if it wasn't for him like working uh in devops and like doing some work in in security back in the days like he would have never known how to like fix these issues or run uh, or, or like run patches or x y and z um so yeah. i like i think you're right it's, it's a job where like if i like i think the more cyber uh, uh software and attacks and everything kind of like um, uh, evolves i think we're, we're going to have more people try and do hackings and and, yeah. and and do all kinds of crazy things. Like, I don't know if you listened to one of the previous episodes. Um, I, I don't know why I can't remember her name right now. I'm so sorry. But she was, uh, one of the previous guests, she was uh, mentioning that you should, like, go on the, uh, on the dark web and, like, look yourself up because um, there's so much information out there. Um, yeah, but- and- and, there, and, like, this doesn't only go for us, but this also goes for, like, businesses. Um, so we're, we're always going to need a, a security person. Um, so what are the latest trends in security or tech um, that you either love or hate?
2: Um, so those are pretty easy. I really hate blockchain. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> blockchain... <laughs> so hear me out and everyone's gonna be like what you hey blockchain i am not gonna pretend like i understand blockchain because i don't okay. like, i know that people are still learning about it and it's still becoming part of everyday functionality but i think it's a it's a buzzword right now and i'm not big on buzzwords that's one thing i really really hate like don't try to sell me a line, sell yeah. me the functionalities. Cause that's where you're going to get me. Mm-hmm. And me being a security person, I'm naturally skeptical. So you can't just throw a buzzword at me and think that I'm just going to buy into it. Like I'm probably one of the least tool, uh, I guess, savvy yeah. <laughs> tech persons you'll meet because I don't buy into tools. I buy into function. Mm-hmm. So, um, Another one that I really hate is uh AI and machine learning because I find that like a oh, lot of cut off some people. <laughs> of course I'm gonna piss some people off, but let's be honest, machine learning right now is not artificial intelligence. It's I feel like we throw that word around, but really what's happening is that people are just put, you know, using a whole bunch of Python what-if statements to like perform functions. Yeah. And if people are honest about that, then we can start having a conversation. I do think we can get to the point where we can get to true artificial intelligence, but I don't think we're there now, especially with some of the things that we've been seeing where you know, products that are supposed to be scanning people's faces aren't being able to recognize black faces. That's obviously because the people who are inputting those what if statements are biased un, you know, unconsciously. So if it was really machine learning, machines should know that yeah. there are multiple colored skin people that l- exist on this planet. Yeah. So that's just one really good example of how AI is just a buzzword right now and it's not ri- really AI. Yeah. Um, ones that I really love are cloud computing and back in the day I hated cloud computing because no one understood it again you know but the thing about cloud computing it's a catch-22 it's amazing if you want to reduce costs you know move some of the some of the heavy work to somebody else but you also have a level of responsibility and you're taking your data and you having responsibility for it to now giving it to a third party and just kind of hoping that they are going to do the right things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I love cloud. I, and I do like the idea of AI and blockchain, but I think we have some more work to do for both, you know, for those two before we can actually start using them as part of our every day.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. And I, I think you're definitely right. But I have to think too that now that I'm, I'm in the, the space of startups, I do have to say like there's so much pressure to use these buzzwords. Yeah there's there's like there's so much pressure, like AI is like it's everything now. And everyone thinks that just because AI is is like in your pitch or or it's in your your title that it, it means something. And I, I mean I remember I worked with this company in New York who pitched themselves as AI. And when you really dug into it, it it was not, it it was literally, as you said, it was a human behind (laughs) the computer that actually it was, was multiple of them um, that were answering questions and doing this and doing that. And I mean, later they, now they're, they're, they're no longer uh, advertising themselves as AI company, but I really think that they were doing that just to kind of grasp uh, investors and kind of grasp people. in. but yeah, I, I think you're right. In some cases, People kind of use these as just like buzzwords um, or just words to grab people's attention because it's like hot and trending. Um, but yeah, like I, I think you, you made a good point. Like um, when, when, it, when it comes to uh, to machine learning, how, you know, it, it can't recognize, you know, certain softwares out there can't recognize black uh, faces, um, like just uh, so here in, 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 in Romania, we, we have lots of tech uh, magazines as well. And I think like two months ago, there was one that talked about um, Google, how like when you searched in photos, um, that it, it, it couldn't tell the difference between uh, a black person and a monkey. So when you, like, searched up a monkey, a black person would show up. And it was, like, what in the Google? Really? It was, just, like, really Google. It's supposed to be the, like, you know, I mean, I, I like, I won't talk bad about Google. But, I mean, this is where we are today, right? So, I mean, like, like obviously, we have a long way to go. Um, and this is why we need more black women in tech. And we need, you know, more people of color in tech um, yeah. to kind of be a – behind the tech to improve it um so yeah i i i appreciate you also being bold and being honest about how you feel about about blockchain and ai and machine learning like i hey i'm 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 all for it that's how you feel i I mean and it's it's valid though um you know what what we feel is 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 very valid Um, so What advice would you have for Black women that are trying to get into security?
2: Okay, so I actually talk about this quite a bit on my Twitter because I want to help as many people who are interested in getting to the field, into the field as much as possible, as quickly. So, the first thing I want to say is I'm not a mentor. <laughs> I'm throwing that out there. And the reason why I don't consider myself a mentor is because I don't have a whole lot of bandwidth to, you know, pour into someone. And I think a mentor should have time and energy to pour into people. So, please don't ask me to be your mentor, but I'm willing to answer questions. So, <laughs> <laughs> you saw my face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the thing about it is it's not that I don't want to help people. I want to help you as much as possible. I just don't have time to help people consistently, you know, on a schedule. And yeah. I think in order to have that true mentor mentee relationship, you have to be available to someone yeah. pretty regularly. And I just can't commit to that. But in terms of helping you to get into cyber, I mean there's a couple of things that I've I've been tweeting for a while now. The first is to really understand who you are, mm-hmm. where you are in technology you know, what level you are. If you're a beginner, be honest with yourself and say, yes, I'm a beginner. And then really start learning the basics. If you have no tech background whatsoever, start looking into things like network security or networking. Um, Learn about the OSI model, how applications interact, how computers interact, how mobile devices interact, Really learn that and then start adding some security components to it. So you can do things like get your Security Plus, which is supposed to be an entry level certification. So once you get some of the computer science basics down, then move into the Security Plus. Excuse me. Um, In terms of figuring out which career path you want to go with knowing yourself is key because number one not every you know cyber career makes sense for the individual mm-hmm. if you are not a person that likes to sit behind a computer and likes to you know do a series of investigations then you probably don't want to do pen testing you probably don't want to do digital forensics or do sock analysis those are three careers that aren't going to be good fits for you mm-hmm. so really knowing who you are if you're the person that likes to write documents and you don't mind, like you don't really want anything to do with technology, then go more to the compliance side. If you want to break things and then fix them again, that's where you, you know, that's where you go into the pen testing side of the house. So really knowing who you are, doing your research is another thing. Please do your research. Um, I know that a lot of cyber folks kind of get a little annoyed by this because people want you to give them Career paths, and that's actually not the right thing to do, because I don't know you as a person unless you know, you know like, <clears throat> excuse me, unless you're like one of my best friends, I can't give you a, a career path that makes sense for you. Yeah. Knowing yourself is really important because now you've already know, you know the type of person you are, you've already done your research on certain careers. Now you can actually go forth and start applying to some jobs because you've already done the groundwork you have the entry level certification but you also have to hustle in this in this career like this is one of the hardest careers to get into i think um sometimes it's just luck
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> you know you can be a <laughs> and i'll tell you what a lot of the people that i know that are seasoned in security did not have a security background yeah. like i can name you a couple of folks you know some of the more twitter famous folks like uh, stephanie stephan sex she doesn't have a traditional security background i don't have one um sir mudblood he also has a podcast the ids podcast he was a fashion design student you know so just just some of your some of your folks that you know are really famous and really well known amongst black twitter don't have that background so don't let that you know deter you, just make sure you do your work. Like Miss Van Levanzan would say. You gotta <laughs> do your work. I love her by the way. I want to be her when I grow up. <laughs> but um yeah. You just gotta hustle. If you yeah. don't want to hustle, do not get in cybersecurity because this is a doggy dog type of field and you will get chewed up and spit out very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great field. <laughs> <laughs> this was this is
1: so you were, I love how real you are. You were like by the way, don't call me your mentor. (laughs) No, but you know what? Honestly, uh, I, I, understand what, what you're saying. Um, because I, 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 I've done it before and especially when life gets in the way, like you want to be consistent, which if you are on the newsletters, you'll see, I have a hard time with, especially when you have so much going on in your life. Like you want to give everyone your all, you want to give your mentee, um, uh, all of you and all of your knowledge and, and attention. However, I do have to say, I think this anyone that follows you online, uh, you are one of those people that you are a mentor from afar. Um, yeah. so I think if they follow you, I mean, you give out more than uh, you give out more than uh, um, enough knowledge. If they look at your your websites and just follow you on on Twitter, I mean like like I, I said it when we first started that you are very knowledgeable um i i had to make sure to like not say anything stupid on this because i i i, I i'm not as a security person so i want to make sure
2: <laughs> 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 <That is myself. laughs> so, i just want to make sure everyone hears this i'm very approachable yes. i'm just gonna be really honest and really blunt <laughs>
1: <laughs> which is great which is great. Um, I, I really enjoyed talking to you. Um, do you have anything that you want to share with everyone um, before we close out? Any upcoming projects, uh, talks, anything that you're going to be working on?
2: No, no talks. The only thing I'm, I just want to share is that I'll be at DEF CON. So if anyone wants to like, stop me, if they see me out, I'll probably be wearing like, some of the most colorful clothing available i don't know like i'm always one of those people that just randomly stands out in the in the crowd because of what i'm wearing so if you see like a large hat in the middle of a crowd and people are not wearing hats that's probably me (laughs) so stop say hi you know tweet me if you have questions um i'm currently in a point in life where (laughs) life really got hard (laughs) so i haven't been tweeting as much as i used to but I'll, i'll get back on twitter i'm starting my podcast again um next month after Defcon because that's going to be a lot of work to get ready for that. And yeah, I still have my company. So if anybody wants to do some consulting work with me, please check out my website, c o, And yeah, Yeah. always available to answer questions. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Okay. So I have one, one more question to ask. Okay. Okay. uh, For Defcon, how are you prepping for it? Um, Because- I I didn't know that people prepped for, for, for DEF CON until I, I had a previous coworker that she was like, I mean, geared up with boots and like a brand new laptop that was a Chromebook and like how do you yeah.
2: So I'm not doing any of that. What I am going to do is I'm going to have a backpack with, like, you know, some physical essentials. Number one, it's going to be over 100 degrees in Vegas, so I'm bringing some extra deodorant. I'm bringing something to dab my face. I might even bring, like, a portable fan, because it's going to be hot. I'm bringing water. Um, In terms of technology, I'm going to have as little technology on my personal body as possible. I don't know if I'm gonna ha- have my phone with me or if I'm just gonna airplane mode it. Cause yeah. I mean, I'm gonna have to get around. And yeah. unfortunately my company paid for a hotel that's like 10 minutes away, so I have to Uber or Lyft. Mm-hmm. So I have to have my device with me, but I'll probably um, just put it on airplane mode to and turn off all the features. I'm gonna back up all my data <laughs> just in case. It's like, even though I'm gonna be on airplane mode, I'm gonna back up everything put it in a folder and then I may just do like a you know a wipe (laughs) I don't know I haven't decided but to me I'm focusing more so on the scheduling right now because it's just so many things happening like so many events Uh, just making sure that I have comfortable shoes and things to like wipe my sweat is more important than my technology (laughs) (laughs)
1: okay hey (laughs) I I asked and and you have given an answer. Um, And yeah, thank you so much. for that. I'm going to try to get this in this uh, episode out before DevCon so everyone can hear. Um, So yeah, thank you for coming on. It was so great talking to you. Um, Thanks for having me. This was amazing. Yeah, thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. Subscribe and share it with the world. Stories of Black women in tech just isn't for Black women in tech. It's for the world to hear and see how strong human beings we are. Do you know of any Black women in tech who want to tell their stories? Tell them to write in to Naya at V's. That is N-A-Y-A at F-R-A-U-V-I-S dot com. Don't forget to subscribe and share.